Welcome to the Wrap Yourself in Joy podcast. I'm Karen Dwyer, speaker, teacher, and author of four books on joy. If you're searching for more joy in your life, join me for about 15 minutes every week. It could change your life. My newest and fifth series, Joyful and Battle Ready, is based on my book, Wrap Yourself in Joy, Find the Joy and Fight the Fear, and it has an imprimatur. Today, I'm inviting you to join a Cup of Joy women's group. They meet over coffee each week to go through the study questions. For more information, go to wrapyourselfinjoy.com and look for Cup of Joy Women. The podcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Hello. Welcome to Wrap Yourself in Joy. I'm Karen Dwyer, and you're listening to my fifth season podcast series called Joyful and Battle Ready. It follows the second part of my book, Wrap Yourself in Joy. Each week, we will cover how to welcome more joy and put on the armor of God. So this fifth podcast in the series is called Defeat Joy Busters and Take Up the Shield of Faith. Today, we start with how to defeat joy busters. I bet you don't need a definition for what I call a joy buster. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines a buster as a person or thing that breaks up, overpowers, blocks, or eliminates something. So a joy buster blocks, challenges, or steals your joy. You know what I mean. You're going about your day full of joy when suddenly it happens. An experience, a person, a negative thought, an insult, an unloving response from a friend or foe, bad news about a condition, child, friend, or relative. Your joy goes out the window, right? We all have them. The challenges to daily living, they will surely come and we must have a plan to keep the joy and not let them lead us into the pits of gloom and sadness or worse, more joy busting. So what joy busters take your joy most often? Interruptions in your plans, hurt feelings, discouragements, fear, family quarrels, busyness, complaints, shame, comparison to others, weariness or sickness, to name a few. We get them. Sometimes we wish we could handle our joy busters logically and never let them upset us. However, we are human and at times our emotions seem to take over and our responses leave us with more negative feelings, challenging relationships, and what I call joy busting. Our joy busting leads us down a path of increased negativity, bitterness, overindulgence, and more. Joy busting is our response to a joy buster, and it results in a greater loss of joy and prevents you from experiencing God's joy and consolation. Joy busting responses to the joy busters might mean angry outbursts, criticism, discouragement, fretting, gossip, negative thoughts, Overeating, overpartying, overdrinking, overshopping, profane talk, procrastination, promiscuity, more quarrels, unforgiveness, bitterness, and many more. We all know joy busters and our joy busting responses. In Galatians 5 16 through 26, St. Paul reminds us that the only way to conquer the joy busting responses, called works of the flesh, is to live by the Holy Spirit. We must call on the Spirit. He's also called our helper, our comforter, our advocate, as translated in John 14 and John 16. 
Jesus promised to send the Holy Spirit after his resurrection, and in John 16, 7, he said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, the Helper, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And of course, he sent him to take up residence in every baptized believer. But we have to choose to live by the Holy Spirit and not respond to joy busters with more joy busting. Now, Paul describes these works of the flesh, or joy busting, as sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, conflicts, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like that. He warns, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the spirit of truth is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. If we live by the Spirit, let us be guided by the Spirit. When we live by the Spirit, we are empowered by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can help us defeat joy busters and any joy busting that saps our joy. Come, Holy Spirit! But what can we do in the midst of a joy buster? When our emotions are stirred, we have to keep ourselves from falling into angry outbursts, abusive language, envy, bitterness, and other joy-busting responses. Father Timothy Gallagher and Discernment of Spirits, an Ignatian Guide for Everyday Living, points out that each person needs an action plan to reject troubles of the heart, which, of course, includes joy-buster responses. We all experience times of consolation. Father Gallagher explains, where we feel connected with God and we sense joy and peace, but also experience spiritual desolations where we allow the enemy to oppress us with troubles of heart that take away our joy. Father Gallagher recommends three steps for rejecting troubles of the heart, which are concerned with both the head, patterns of thinking, reasoning, and pondering, and the heart effective movements or stirrings of the heart, like sadness and agitation and more. These three steps can be applied to defeating our joy busters. And they are, one, be aware. Notice what's happening in your inner spiritual experiences. What's the stirrings in your heart and thoughts? Notice you lost your joy. Two, understand. Begin to reflect on what's going on in your heart. Ask, what is the joy buster source and what's my joy buster response? Was it an angry outburst, an overindulgence, a jealousy that leads to avoidance, a gossip or profane talk? And three, Father Gallagher says, take action. Accept and live according to what is of God. That means you can reject and remove from your life What you've recognized is not from God. You call upon the Holy Spirit for help to reverse your direction and responses. I suggest three quick actions to stop joy busting, summarized in the acronym TIP. TIP stands for Thanksgiving, Imagery, and Persistence. Number one, thank. In the midst of a joy buster, immediately turn to Jesus with thanksgiving. Recall something for which you are grateful and thank Him. You can even choose something related or remotely related to your joy buster. For example, you had a challenge at work that busted your joy. Immediately recall some blessing related to your job or other encouraging relationship. 
smile with joy, and thank Jesus for it. Two, imagery. Imagine or picture Jesus with arms outstretched, and you give him your joy buster. This is called using your holy imagination. Speak to Jesus. Tell him you surrender the problem, the challenge, the relationship, the insult, or the conflict. The Lord knows your heart, so come to him heart to heart. Put this joy buster in his sacred heart and leave it there. Picture his arms taking the joy buster and giving you instead clothing of love and kindness and peace and thankfulness. Three, persist. Praise God. Recall your thanksgiving joy. Hold it in your mind for at least one minute, something that you're thankful for. Psychologists tell us this resets our brain neurons to joy instead of defeat. Then move to praising God. In this way, you worship God and you declare God is in control, not your circumstance. I love to say the Magnificat if I'm in the midst of a joy buster. I say, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. The Mighty One has done great things for me and holy is His name. Or you might praise God with a psalm like Psalm 150 or 8 or 100 or 145. Most importantly, don't get discouraged if you feel like you've been defeated in your response to a joy buster. Instead, begin again. Father Timothy Gallagher in his book Begin Again, The Life and Spiritual Legacy of Bruno Lanteri says that Venerable Lanteri, spiritual director to many always recommended that we determine to begin again and not allow ourselves to be overcome with discouragement. So begin again and again and again if need be. Now we turn to Ephesians 6, the armor of God, and we take up the shield of faith. When fears and doubts or anxieties or troubles come, We raise our spiritual shield of faith to extinguish any flaming arrows. Ephesians 6, 16 says, With all of these, take up the shield of faith, which which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. You know, Pope Francis, when speaking on this verse, says how important it is to take up the shield of faith. He says, the devil is a liar. He's the father of lies whether we believe or not. Without faith, we can't go forward. We can't defend the salvation of Jesus. We need this shield of faith because the devil does not throw flowers at us, but flaming arrows to kill us. That's what Paul said. He sends flaming arrows at us, and we need the shield of faith. What does a shield suggest to you? I think of the window shield of my car protecting me from the elements or the face shields worn in hospitals to prevent spread of illness. In Roman history, at the time of Paul, a military soldier held a body shield about two and a half by four feet to protect himself from an enemy who hurled flaming arrows called plumbata. These metal arrows had been dipped in pitch and then set on fire and were constantly thrown at the enemy. Often, the soldiers dipped their shields in water and interlocked them in tortoise formation in battle. When they raised their shields together, overhead and in front of them, it looked like a tortoise in appearance. 
That way the flaming arrows would be extinguished and bounce off the shields. So Paul compares our faith to a shield that protects against the enemy's flaming tactics thrown at us. Well, the word for faith used in the New Testament Greek is pistis, which means to agree with or assent to, to trust in and live in. Well, it appears at least 200 times in the New Testament and could more fully be translated to believe in and to live out what you believe. Hebrews 11.1 provides a concrete definition. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, and then gives examples, including Noah, who was called by God to build an ark in good weather amid hecklers before the flood came. And Abraham and Sarah, over 90 years of age, finally believed God for a child and received the promise of Isaac. And Moses, who kept the first Passover by sprinkling blood on the doorposts, and then led Israel from enslavement through the Red Sea as if the land was dry while the pursuing enemies were drowned. You know, faith is not an emotion. It's a reality. It means we place our trust in Jesus and act on His truth and His faithfulness. Thus, when we take the shield of faith, we declare Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, and we walk in the truth of His Word. You know, the Lord God says He is our shield. Psalm 3320 says, Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and shield. Proverbs 30 verse 5 says, Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in Him. Satan sends us flaming arrows of temptation to sin, plus fears and doubts. So how do we take up the shield of faith against him? Number one, read the Word of God every day. Keep the scriptures in your mind and in your heart. Romans ten seventeen says, Faith comes from hearing and hearing through the Word of Christ. Two, pray at that moment. When a flaming arrow or joy buster hits you, you must come to Jesus, your shield. He will take it. Hebrews 2.2 says, look to Jesus, the pioneer or leader and perfecter of our faith. He's gone before us. He has taken the seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Three, get a hold of a prayer partner or join a prayer group. In tortoise formation, you lock shields with other soldiers, just as the Roman soldiers did. As part of the church and with prayer groups and prayer partners, when those flaming arrows challenge faith, we stand together in prayer. Well, it's time to conclude our journey by taking the shield of faith. Use these scripture declarations to help you remember you can take up the shield of faith against temptation, against fear, against doubt. You can call on the name of Jesus and say these things out loud. Number one, the devil sends the flaming arrow of fear. You could say Psalm 56, 3, O Lord God, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Or Isaiah 41, 10, the Lord says, I am with you. Do not be afraid for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. Number two, when the devil sends a flaming arrows of temptation and doubt, you can say Romans 8.33, 
Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? It is Jesus Christ who died. Yes, who was raised? Who is at the right hand of God? Who intercedes for us? He forgives us. Number three, when the devil sends a flaming arrow saying you are too old or God no longer cares, you can say Isaiah 46, 4. The Lord says, even to your old age, I am he. Even when you turn gray, I will carry you. I have made and I will bear. I will carry and I will save. Or Psalm 92, 13 through 14. The Lord says, they are planted in the house of the Lord. In old age, they will still produce fruit. They are always green and full of sap. Well, that's it. We've come to the end of our podcast for today. I want you to know I am so happy you have joined the Joyful and Battle Ready series. You can find my podcasts and free bookmarks on my website, wrapyourselfinjoy.com. Also, you can register there to host a small group study called Cup of Joy Women, and I'll send you free materials every week to accompany each podcast. Until next week, I pray you will grow and joy and confidently take up the shield of faith and defeat joy busters as we study joyful and battle ready together. Thanks for joining me today. Please visit me on my website, wrapyourselfinjoy.com, where you can learn more about my books, download free bookmarks, and connect with me. Please follow me on your favorite podcast app and invite a friend to join you too. You can download the show notes from today at wrapyourselfenjoypodcast.com. Until next week, this is your friend, Karen Dwyer, reminding you to wrap yourself in joy. <music>